Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Let's pray. God, we come to you tonight, and I thank you for these good words, and I pray that as we look at your word tonight, that it would just it would speak to each one of us, and I pray that you would help us to uh, have faith in you, dear Lord. Perhaps there are some in this room that have never experienced a saving faith. They've never, they've never accepted you, Lord Jesus, as their Lord and Savior. I pray that tonight that they would see that they need that faith in you, dear Lord, and it's only faith in you that is going to cleanse them of their sins, dear Lord God. Perhaps there are uh, some in this room, dear Lord, who are Christians and our faith is not uh, what it should be. Maybe we've, we've gotten weak in our faith and or we haven't been faithful to you in the way that we should, dear Lord. I pray that as we talk about faith and faithfulness tonight that your words would just uh, speak to us, dear Lord. And I pray that you'd help us to understand what your word says. I pray that you would just speak through me. I pray that you'd Calm my nerves, dear Lord. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross so that you would be glorified in the reading uh, and teaching of your word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks a lot about faith, and, and it talks a lot about uh, faithfulness. Uh, depending on your translation, it might say faith or it might say uh, faithfulness. I think uh, most translations say faith there. And, and I think that, that, at least in my opinion, there's a little bit of a difference there. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about uh, what faith is and what it means to be uh, faithful. We see in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen. I have faith in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I've never, I've never seen Jesus with my physical eyes. I've never touched Jesus with my physical hands. I've never heard Jesus speak to me in an audible voice. But I have faith that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, whom the Bible talks about was going to come, whom the Bible says has come, and whom has given his life on the cross for me and shed his blood and rose again from the grave three days later so that I can be forgiven. I have faith in that. I can't give you any proof. There's nothing I can, I can say to you to prove to you that Jesus exists. There are people in this world that say I need proof. I can't, I can't give you proof. I believe based on faith. I can give you God's word, and you can choose to believe that, or you can choose not to believe that. But as Christians, it is, it is faith that brings us to Jesus Christ. It is that saving faith that brings us into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I believe that that's something that can't be earned by works. I believe that that's something that, that we, we, we get this faith. We have this saving faith that brings us to Jesus Christ. And once we come to Jesus Christ by faith, that results in works. Now, there are some who would disagree with that. There are some Christians who believe that, that you can do works. I know people uh, that I know here in Liberty that would teach and that would believe and that would preach that no faith comes by works. But I believe, just on my interpretation of the text, that faith is something that comes and works as a result of that and not the other way around. You can't have faith without works, but you can't gain a saving faith simply by works alone. I'll read you some text, and uh, you can decide for yourself what you, what you think of these texts. Uh, first is going to be in Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. 
know that no one is justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Now, we're familiar with this idea that Paul talks about in Galatians, about the works of the law, and he's making that point. We studied this verse uh, a few weeks ago, but he talks about that there, that, that they're not going to be justified by their works in the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be justified by faith in Christ, and not by the works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no human being will be justified. And I think Paul makes a pretty clear a statement there is about what faith is and what it means to be justified, not by works, but that we are justified by our faith alone in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourself, it is God's gift, not from work so that no one can boast. Therefore, saying that it's not of anything that we've done, God gives us that grace because, because we have had faith in Him. It's not that anything that we have earned on our own, it's not that God looks at us and says, you have done such wonderful works, therefore I'm going to bless you and I'm going to have grace on you. Instead, it's through our faith God has grace on us, and it's not so that we can boast. We can't boast that we have done it on our own, but we can only boast that God in His goodness loves us in spite of us. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 24. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have work? So if we as Christians say that we have faith in the Lord then that should be accompanied by works. There should be some fruit, so to speak, as we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit. That should be evident in our life by our actions, by the things that we do for one another, by the, by the way that we treat other people, by the way that we handle ourselves when people do things to us. That should be evident in our life. And the faith that we have should produce works in us, things that we should do, not so that we can boast in our own, because any good that comes from us, it comes from the Lord and not from our own doing. Can his faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat well, but you don't give them what the body needs, what good is it? Now that's, a, that's a pretty good illustration for us. If we see somebody that is in need, and we don't do anything to help them if we just say that they're in need and say, well, you're in need, go ahead and I hope, hope everything works out for you. Then, then we really haven't done much. If we have the ability to help someone, then we should do it. And that's the, the illustration that he's making to make the point here. In the same way, faith, if it doesn't have works, is dead by itself. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you faith from my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe, and they shudder. And that's a good point that he makes there, that it's not simply enough to believe. I see people all the time, and they say, I believe in God. And sometimes I will say, but do you have faith in Jesus Christ? There's a difference between just having a head knowledge and then following through with that. There's a difference between saying, I believe that God exists, and humbling ourselves to say, I'm giving my life to you. I'm surrendering everything to you. I realize that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. There's a difference between a saving faith and a simple belief. 
I was reading a story today about a, a tightrope walker, walker who was going to be walking over Niagara Falls and the tightrope was set up and part of his thing was he was going to be pushing a wheelbarrow across while he walked on the tightrope. And the audience was there and they were watching and he said, how many people here think that I can uh, believe that I can walk across this tightrope pushing this wheelbarrow? And almost everybody there raised their hand. And then he says, who wants to get in the wheelbarrow and let me push him across? And not a single person in the crowd raised their hand. That's the difference between believing and really having the faith. That's putting our money where our mouth is, so to speak. And I think as Christians, sometimes we may be guilty of that. Because we say, I believe God can do it or we're praying for something. And in our mind, we, we, we do believe and we know God can do anything. But do we really have the faith that he is going to do it? And that's what, that's what uh, James is trying to call us to here. He's saying, look, I want you to have this saving faith. I want you to put works to that. It's not, a, it's not about not doing works. It's not just about saying, I've got faith and that's enough. He's saying, no, look, if you've really been transformed by saving faith in Jesus Christ, then that is going to result in some great works in your life. And that needs to be evident. He's saying, don't just believe. Even the demons believe. Satan believes. He knows that God exists, but he doesn't have faith in God. Foolish man, are you willing to learn that faith with, excuse me, foolish man, are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless? Wasn't Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? You see, that faith was active together with his works, and by works faith was perfected. Now here we have the story of the Old Testament where Abraham, God told him to go uh, and sacrifice Isaac. And we already know that, it was that faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness because he believed in what God told him when he made the promise that he would, through Abraham he would be a father of many nations. And God had already made that promise through Abraham and eventually that promise came to be through Isaac and Abraham's faith was so strong in that promise that Hebrews tells us the rest of this. It said that Abraham, knowing and believing and trusting in God, he believed that God would be even able to raise Isaac from the dead. And Abraham was ready to do it. And all of a sudden God said, stop. And that's faith. That's putting your money where your mouth is. That's, that's saying, I'm going to get in the wheelbarrow. And sometimes as Christians, that's what we need to say. Instead of saying, I believe, we need to say, I'm going to have faith and I'm going to put myself in those tough situations if that's what God called me to and believe that He's going to get me through those things. So the Scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. And that, that may seem kind of contradictory at first glance, but if you read it in the context, it seems pretty clear what, what James is saying is that these two things work together. You can't have one without the other. If you have faith, you're going to have works. Those two things are going to work together. <clears throat> There are a couple of times, uh, a couple of things. I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. We see that sometimes in our, in our Christian walk that God has to allow us to go through uh, difficult times. And oftentimes in those difficult times, that's how God strengthens our faith. 
And those times are tough for Christians. Sometimes God has to allow people to go through tough times to bring them to a saving faith. To bring, they may not even be a Christian. They are going through tough times, and through some experience or difficulty they have, God reveals to them, and their eyes are open. They realize, whoa, I've been missing something all these years. And their life flashes before their eyes, and they've gone through this horrible situation, and God has used that to draw them to him. And sometimes God has to do the same thing for those of us who are Christians. Sometimes God has to allow us to go through certain situations. Sometimes I believe God allows us to go through those situations because they're situations that we bring on ourselves. Perhaps it is our sinfulness that has gotten us into a mess, and God has to refine us through the fire to bring out those impurities. Perhaps God just wants to, to strengthen us in our faith and bring us closer to Him, and He allows us to go through uh, these different things. Sometimes it may be because of something good that we've done, or sometimes it may be because of something uh, bad that we've done. But God always wants to bring us in faith. He wants to grow us in our faith, and it's tough when we go through those processes. But at the end of those processes, God is going to bring us out and make us better when we come out than when we come in. Sometimes He lets us go through those things because He knows that that's all that's going to get our attention is when the heat gets turned up. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 says, You rejoice in this, though now for a short time you have had to struggle in various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, more valuable than gold, which perishes, though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. See, we become refined sometimes through these trials in our life. We become refined by fire, just like a refiner will do that with gold or with silver to turn the heat up to separate the pure gold from the impurities so that they can take those things off and what's left is pure. I think in the context of this verse, these verses in 1 Peter are talking about encouragement. That is, when, we, when I said uh, sometimes we have to suffer through things because we are doing good, that is, maybe there are times in our life as Christians that we do the right things and it seems like we're suffering and we're going through hard times. And God allows us to go through those things sometimes because it's going to strengthen our faith. It's going to make us cling to Him and, and, and just hold on to Him and say, look God, I'm struggling. I was doing the right thing. I was standing up for you. And we may not always understand why God allows us to experience those things. But I think about verses like First Peter to know that it's part of the refining process. Psalm chapter 66, verses 10 through 12. For you, God, tested us. You refined us as silver is refined. You lured us into a trap. You placed burdens on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us out to abundance. That's kind of a tough verse to read, to think about that sometimes God will allow His, His people to go through those difficult times. But we have some assurance there because the author of Psalm 66, probably David, said that God brought them out in abundance. And we see that time and time again throughout God's Word. Hebrews chapter 11 is full of people, that, that heroes of faith, but these heroes of faith, you see that many of them had times in life where they didn't do what they should have done, where there were some periods of doubt or there was some, some sketchiness there. And those people are the ones that God said these people had faith. We see that God sometimes has to 
have to allow his, his children to go through certain situations because of choices they made or because of things that are going on. I think about David when he committed adultery with Bathsheba. There were some consequences in that. But even through all of that, God continued to be with David. David was repentant. And even through those tough times, God was able to strengthen him. And there are people all throughout the Old Testament that God is patient with and God allows to go through those tough times, but it's to strengthen their faith. And the same may be true for some of us. The same may be true. Maybe we're going through a tough time. Maybe we're, we're going through a tough time. We're doing the right thing, and it's just brought some, 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 some difficult times in our life. Let us cling to the Lord and trust in Him and have faith in Him and know that He is with us, no matter how tough it may be or what it may look like, that we're just going to stand firm. Maybe there are some bad decisions, some sin in our life that we've made. This got us off track, and, and maybe God's allowing us to go through the furnace in our life to try to get our attention. Maybe he's turning up the heat a little bit because he knows that's what it's going to take to get our attention. In those times when God has to do that in our life, those are painful times. But what God is trying to do is he's trying to take that, 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 that sinfulness, that impurity, and he's trying to draw us away from that and to draw us back to him so that we can have faith in him. Let us not just be those who believe, but let us be those who have faith. Let us be those who, who our faith is a faith that does works and not work so that we can boast, but work so that we can boast in our Lord and not in ourselves. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you now and I thank you for your word. I thank you for uh, just giving us these encouraging words, dear Lord. Maybe there are some of us tonight that are that are struggling with different things. Maybe there are some fires that some of us are in and we feel like we're in the furnace, dear Lord. But help us not to give up, dear Lord. Uh, I think of a quote, God, that Corey Ten Boone said, if you're on a train and it goes in a tunnel and it gets dark, God, we don't, we don't throw away our ticket and jump off. We, we wait it out to know eventually there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. And so, God, help us as Christians to do that. Help us, if we're in the middle of that, that dark season, help us not to jump off, the, off your bandwagon, dear Lord. Help us not to lose faith in you and, and just give up on you, God. But in the midst of our darkness, God, let us know that, that your desire for us is to, to bring us to the light at the end of the tunnel, to bring us out better on the other side than we were on the side when we went in. So I pray, God, that you would help us to be strong in our faith, that we would continue to have faith in you, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.